Welcome to My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan. I'm what you would call a lover of connection, deep conversations, business growth, mindset reprogramming, NLP techniques, and definitely so much more. I am co-CEO of My Line Purpose, along with Kayla Plecki. Together, Kayla and I have a coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Inside of our community, our courses, and our coaching masterminds, we transform women using our systems and soul process. I know that all of my past experiences have added up from being a high school teacher, world traveler, yoga instructor, and best-selling author, and they've all led me here talking to you. I want to share about living an aligned and purposeful life by building a profitable and purpose-driven business or two. I believe that all businesses can be built and sustained by having aligned systems in place and a soul-driven mission. I'm here to inspire you, make you laugh, and leave you feeling connected with these conversations. You can pop this podcast in while driving to the grocery store, getting ready for your day, or winding down in the evening. I'm here to give you weekly personal development, equip you with tools and some magic so that you can live your best life. Because after all, how you live your days is how you live your life. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at MyAlignPurpose and be sure to check out our free resources and community events at MyAlignPurpose.com. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of My Aligned Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan, and I have another inspiring conversation coming to you today, this Thursday. So as you know, if you've been tuning in and you've been listening, I often have women on the show that I've come across in my own personal journey along the way and have some maybe minor connection to them. And I'm really excited today to have Heather Ivany on the show because I've been fangirling Heather for a while and we just got connected not too long ago. But the way that Heather came into my life was a dear friend of mine introduced me to Yoga Nidra quite a a few years back. And when she introduced me to Yoga Nidra, I started using uh, the app Insight Timer. And if anybody has coached with me or been following along, you know, I've probably recommended Heather on Insight Timer to you as well. And so today we finally have her on the show and I couldn't be more thrilled and more grateful. So Heather is a spiritual mentor. She does many, many things, which we're going to hear about, but Heather, welcome in. Why don't you let everybody know where you're calling in from and what but like, what is the backstory that got you to this particular season of life? Like, what are the things that have added up to be you, Heather, spiritual mentor, yoga nidra, yoga nidra teacher that me and my whole community love so much? Hmm. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your program, Nicole. It's an honor to spend some time and space with you today and to engage with your listeners. Um, So yeah, my background is um, a yoga teacher by trade. I I got into that over 20 years ago. And that happened um, as a result of a series of different circumstances, but was in forest firefighting and realized that uh, although I loved, so I did river guiding and forest firefighting. And although I loved the culture of being active, 
there is a, a deep missing component of spirituality connected to it. Even though nature offered that to me, I wanted conversation on it. And on the flip side, I grew up in Roman Catholic church that accessed the spirit, but didn't use the body. And so yoga was this lovely bridge between the two. It was offering availability to access my spirit through, um, through the body of either movement of asana or meditation. Mm -hmm. So that happened for me in my early 20s. And I quickly moved into motherhood after passing through my teacher training program. So it's always been a blend of uh, taking the concepts and the principles of yoga, but how do we apply this to our daily life? And, and I find oftentimes the philosophy of yoga can be so far reaching that it's hard to pin it down into daily life. So that was my main focus for many years as I was teaching was just taking these practical spiritual tools and, and making them available to um, busy moms and people with a lot going on in their lives. And then it, that moved into offering teacher trainings. I've always had um, a passion for working with other light workers, other healers, other teachers. And that has even moved into now with the Akashic Records that I work with. I primarily uh, work with other way showers that want to be offering the Akashic Records into their present modality that they work with or creating uh, a new modality of working with the Akashic Records. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, the way you just articulated a particular the way you said, I grew up in Roman Catholic, uh, because I have as well. And I, I know many people have, and I, I always, as a child felt really disconnected from it. And now as an adult, I feel deeply spiritual. And I love how you said that it was spiritual, but not in the body. Um, and when I found yoga, yoga, I used to say going, there's this one yoga teacher. And I would say going to her class felt like going to church. Mm -hmm. It was like, yes, this like spiritual awakening, but more than just my thought process, what was happening in my body. And so the way you just said that, it's like, I've never heard it said like that. It was so beautiful. Heather, you're calling in from Fernie, British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I live now. I grew up in, uh, just outside of Edmonton, Alberta and Sherwood park, but I've lived in Fernie for the last 17 years. So that's a beautiful little mountain town just um, on the southern west or sorry, southern east side of, of BC. Yeah. So we got like only 5,000 people in this town. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. It's a, it's a cute little town. I visited it a couple of times and, and that I was saying, I connected with Heather before this recording and I was saying, I even think I went to one of your yoga classes, but I didn't know back then that I didn't know it was you right. <laughs> and here yeah. we are yeah. and like this so full circle and and here we are and so Heather I heard you mention Akashic Records and I definitely want to dive into that more throughout our conversation today what I would love to uh, kick off with is what do you feel the biggest challenge that people face when coming into like, who are you, Heather, that does this light work? Like, it, like they're curious about, you know, who you are and what you do, but what's the challenge or the resistance 
that makes them maybe be like, well, I'll work with you later, or I don't really quite know what you do. What would you say is the, is the thing that is, that keeps people on the fence of being more curious? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, what's popping to mind today when you're asking that is that um, when people work with me, transformation happens and it can happen very big and it can happen very quick. And when people, although they want that, but they aren't quite ready to, to move in that direction, I would say that would be the biggest um, piece that sort of like, they're like, oh, I want this. So that's their higher self speaking. Mm. They're, they're wanting to step more fully into their purpose. They're wanting to step more fully into alignment with um, themselves. But then the resistance piece, which is our subconscious mind or ego, whichever way that we reference that, yeah. loves to keep us in what we know. It loves to keep us in what's familiar. And it, it's very interesting to watch because one of the, I do what I call clarity calls with people where you get to just book a free call with me and we go through trying to figure out, trying to get clarity for you. So I just offer the service of supporting you to find your clarity. And what's really interesting is when people are at the point where they're, they're wanting to say yes to my program. There's this offer that I have where I'll say, cause they, but they want to think about it. Right. So I'll mm -hmm. say, here's a great choice to have. You can put down a non-refundable deposit of your choice. And that's you saying yes to you. And when we hang up this call, you're then taking all of your energy and trying to claim that yes, even more fully. So how am I going to figure out the funds? How am I going to figure out the time and the space in my life to make this happen? You're, you're figuring out how to claim that yes more fully. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we, when someone says, I want to think about it and there's no risk or nothing that they're putting on the table before the conversation ends in the moment of the conversation, we're actually speaking to their higher self the whole time. And or we, or we might start off in the subconscious mind, but we get to the higher self by the end. And I share that with them and I'll say, when this conversation ends, the higher self will most likely start to get quiet and your subconscious mind is gonna become more loud. And although you're saying maybe at this time, you're going to find yourself um, leaning into ways in which this cannot happen. Mm -hmm. and the choice is theirs and it's and what I love to say to people is if you're if you come back and you're a no we're going to celebrate that no because it means that you're saying yes to something else Ooh, powerful yeah yeah and then if you're a yes then great we'll celebrate that as well but it it really isn't a shaming experience for people it the, the whole point of the call is to support someone in finding their own clarity and I'm just a service to that clarity yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you said, you provide, you know, you, you just said, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a service to that clarity. And I think it's like, not even just, you are a service to that clarity. And like you also said, you're, you're a service to their transformation. And I think so much in the spiritual world, in the coaching world, in the counseling world, in, in the, in the people who help the the investment when, because that is, I believe the number one thing that stops people is that they've got their own money stories and 
because, and then they're scared of the investment, but the investment is, it's not this one-to-one hour with you or I, or this coach or that counselor or whomever it is. It is, you are investing in the transformation. And like you said, that transformation is often scary for people because then that means, well, I might transform into the person I want to be and the person I want to be, well, maybe my husband won't love that person. Maybe my kids won't recognize her. What will my best friend say? And then all of that feels really scary. So how do you support people when they feel actually ready to transform? And the people around them are what they feel is holding them back. Because I'm um, sure you see that, right? Yeah, it's a process during the conversation. So um, first of all, you're right. People, when they're paying for the program, they're paying for the result. And so when we start off talking together, we start off with, with what is it that you want for yourself, right? And for most people, not most people, but a lot of people even have a hard time knowing what that is because they've reached a point in their life where they've learned that when you want what you want, you don't get what you want. So (laughs) why bother wanting what I want? Because I know I'm not going to get it. Mm. So that's spinning through for a lot of people. So it can sometimes take 20 minutes in a call just to arrive at the point where we've identified what it is that this person wants for themselves that alone can be transformational just to be able to get to that point and that's usually where the clarity comes in it's like this is what I actually want and then we move into a few other questions but then we get to a point where where we talk about the fork in the road so here's where you are at your life right now you can either keep going the way that you've going you've been going and we walk down that path together to see what that looks like if nothing changes, what does your life look like in the next five years? So yes, you're pleasing your partner, you're pleasing your friends, you're, you're staying the same, but is it life fulfilling? Do you feel like you're on point? These are different things that we, that we talk about together. And then we get to take the walk down the other path where it's okay, so you actually move through some sort of transformation, whether it's with me or with someone else. Because when, when someone shares what it is that they want, I'll know right away if what I have is going to support them or not. And if right. not, then, then later on in the call, I'm going to refer them to someone else who's a better fit. So as they go down that fork in the road and they start to describe what their life looks like in the next five years, I find when people really embody the visual of that, um, the caring about what other people think starts to fall away a little bit because the power of them being in their authentic self is more... Um, supportive and healing and loving and transformational than the, than the worrying about what other people are going to think. Yeah. Yeah. It almost gets to the place where you can't deny it. Yeah. That's it. Once you've walked through that gate, you can't go back. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is there any experience or time in your life that you feel called to or comfortable to share where it was like, okay, I've got to just do this. It's like, I, I don't know if anybody else is going to be on board, but this is what I've got to do right now. Yeah. So this most recently happened for me, I would say in the last two years. So uh, I've had my own money beliefs and my own um, challenges with being a spiritual practitioner and working through charging and all, all the things that come with that, right? The stigmas of money and spirituality. 
what happened was um, the big game changer for me was I was in a, I was driving outside of Lethbridge and ended up in a snowstorm mm-hmm. and was in a 22 car pileup. Oh. And in the moment where I was waiting for the ambulance to come, because I had a neck injury, So at a time when my focus and my energy should have 100% been on me, my care, my um, making sure that I was safe, getting home to my family, where my mind was going was there's an ambulance coming that I can't pay for. Mm. And I've just written off the one car that our family had. So now we have no vehicle. And this was during the onset of COVID when we both lost our jobs. And I had just driven from Costco to get groceries to fill our fill our fridge because all I had at that time was um, a visa from Costco or MasterCard that I hadn't used in several years so it was it was at zero and every other card was maxed because we were using it for groceries and that was a turning point for me I got very angry in that moment and I swore I would never be in this position again I was so sick and tired of living month to month Mm -hmm. And I was sick and tired of scarcity. So that was November of 2020. And um, that following January or February, one of my mentors had a a money coach, Jesse Johnson coaching on her show. And that woman spoke and she was transformational. I got in touch with her. Long story short, I had $500 in my account and I invested in a $45,000 program to change my money beliefs. That was the scariest decision I've ever probably made in my life. Um, and it completely transforms me and my business from that day forward. So, but it was one of those, um, it wasn't like the, oh, I'm moving into growth and expansion and, and I'm feeling full of love and I'm feeling like I'm expanding and growing and, and nurturing. No, it was like gut heaving, throwing up, shaking, cold sweats. Like what the hell am I doing? If this doesn't work out, I'm like, it was, it was so scary, but that experience for me allows me to sit with others who are going through that with their decision of working with me. Not everyone feels that intensity to it. But it, it has provided me the, the, the capacity to hold the container while someone else goes through their healing process with, with money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know the people listening to this uh, will be like, well, how? How did you do that? If you didn't have $45,000, how did you invest in a $45,000 program? And, <gasps> and I don't know your how, but I'm assuming that this is where we, you know, I, our whole business is money mindset. And so we talk a lot about like being okay with leveraging debt. It's okay to borrow money or find money using debt, credit, uh, lines of credit to invest in something that you are all hands on deck. There is a fire under your ass that you, that, you know, you are willing to work to make that money back and more. Yeah. So that was, um, I fortunately had a bookkeeper who just has a very healthy approach to money. So she was who I went to for, this is, this is a key point. I find that when we're often trying to make decisions, we subconsciously consult the person that's going to confirm the decision we've already made in our mind. Mm -hmm. So 
I put down my non-refundable deposit with her, which was peanuts because I think all I had left on my visa was $500. But to me, that was, that was a million dollars, right? Yeah. You got to look at the perspective of that. Um, and then rather than me going to the person who I knew would think this is bonkers and wild and you're going to lose that money and don't do it. I chose to go to the woman that would support me in trying to figure out the resources to, to make this possible. So I knew that I couldn't go to our regular bank because both my husband and I were on CERB uh, because we both lost our jobs with COVID. So that would not be an option for lending. I didn't want to go to my parents because I had borrowed money from them in the past. And I didn't want, I didn't want the weight of that moving into this program. I wanted to, I wanted a fresh approach. Um, I didn't yeah. want to be using my old patterns um, that I had used before. So I knew that that wasn't an option. So she supported me in finding um, a, I think I went through BDC, which was basically an online, I just applied in five minutes and I got the loan. The interest rate was high, but I knew that through this program, I would be able to pay this back um, very quickly if, if I was successful in doing the coaching program with her. So that's, that's the way that I went. I didn't want to deal with banks. I didn't want to deal with my parents. I wanted to do it on my own. That was me. But when I'm being resourceful with other people, sometimes for them, it is actually reaching out to others and asking for a small loan because they have never done that before. Yeah. And that's part of their transformation is learning that, that we support ourselves, but we also need to know when we need to go external. And so some yeah. people, the biggest transformation oftentimes for people is the getting to the program. Yeah. The, the trusting in the receiving, I get yeah. to receive people want to support me and help me. Yeah. 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 hundred yeah. percent. So when they, when they do that resourcefulness, when they love themselves enough to feel worthy to invest in themselves, that's a big piece. I've, I was working with a woman last week who had the time, had the money, wanted to do my program but was very challenged with feeling worthy to spend that money on herself in this way. Mm -hmm. And that was her biggest roadblock. So it was coaching and um, having conversation with her in that area, which was brand new for me. Um, yeah. That's not usually, um, those three things aren't usually all in place and someone's still saying no, right? Yeah. So, so that was new for me. So when someone, but, and so when that individual says yes and puts her deposit down signs the contract and makes her first payment the majority of the transformation has actually happened just in that transaction for herself and then when we're working together it's maintaining that momentum and creating the um the lifestyle pattern of this is now the new you you yeah. love yourself so much that you are prioritizing yourself in your life moving forward. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, and I, this is my belief system is I believe everything and everyone is energy, but it, it is like, that's energetically then who we are. And energetically, we are catching up to the reality that has already happened. It's like, if we can see ourselves finding the money and investing in ourselves and the program and, and doing the thing and making it work and staying in it, it's like, 
you can, you're doing that because you saw it and it, it exists. And now we're just catching up to that physical reality, which I think is really cool. Yeah. There's another way that I love to describe that. It's, it's your future self coming into this moment to show you how you got to the place that you want to be. Yes. Right. So the part of you that wants, so let's say someone wants inner freedom. I want inner freedom so bad. It just, it's making me sick how much I want my inner freedom. You wouldn't want that inner freedom if, if there wasn't a frequency in, in the universe that had already claimed that. Yes. So that's a future projection of yourself that's out there somewhere. And what we're doing in that moment is we're asking that future projection to come back. So your, your elder self is coming into this moment and giving you the, the wisdom and knowledge and information on how you got to that place of inner freedom. Well, it started with you being very creative in figuring out how to get the money to do this program. And that's the next step. And that's, that blows a lot of people's minds to look at it that way. Yeah. I love, I love how you just articulated that and said that. And I think this is a really great conversation for people to be listening to. I, you know, the majority of our listeners on this podcast are women, I would say, 80% of them are entrepreneurs, small business owners, large business owners. And I know that a lot of you listening can relate to this conversation of the scary leaps and the, and the what ifs. And I know a lot of you are brave enough to say, and I'm worth it. And that's what I think this all boils down to like you sharing that story, Heather, of being in the car, coming back from Costco in the holdup of like, it and being mad like no fuck this i'm not being in this place anymore and from that place the the switch had to be i'm worthy of something better i am worthy of a life of freedom slash security whatever that looks like right i i think in in my personal work that that's what i see with most people is they want freedom and security and how do those two things play out well a lot of them you get to this a lot of people get to a breaking point and you don't have to get to a breaking point but i think a lot of people do get to this like pivotal like you said fork in the road where if i keep going this way do i get to access my freedom and safety and security and if i try something different what's available over here yeah. And, and if it doesn't work out, you could go back to the life that feels, I guess, mediocre if that's what you want. Right. So I think it's really cool to, to hear that from that place. It's like, no, I don't want this anymore. And when you know what you don't want, well, cause some people are like, well, I don't really know what I want. I'm like, well, do you know what you don't want? Because I think when you know what you don't want, you really quickly start to figure out what you do want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, another, just to extend on what you're saying because everything you're you're sharing is so on point one of the key things that was sort of the the decision maker for me was when I was talking to my bookkeeper um she just got really real with me she said is your life going to be over if you lose this $45,000 are you going to lose your house is your husband going to leave you are your kids going to end up you know not being able to have shoes like is life over if this 45K doesn't ever come back your way. Mm -hmm. And that was where I was like, 
oh God, yeah, I'm really getting overly dramatic about this. Like it just really put me in my place because I realized how much of a story I was spinning in my head about the seriousness of this decision. And yeah. she just kind of gave me like a, a, a slap with her, with the way, and it was what I needed in that moment. And it just kind of brought me into reality a little bit more to be like, oh my God, this is not a deal breaker. Nobody's going to die. There's, there's nothing major that's happening here. It's money. It's, mm-hmm. it might come back energy. to me. It's energy. Yeah. It'll come or it won't come, but it's, it's not a game changer for me. And so that was, that was big for me was just having that little, um, yeah. Cause we love to make our, our problems. First of all, we love to have problems. Yeah. And we love to think that our problems are much bigger than what they are. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. And, you know, and I, I mean, we could go into this um, and it's probably for another episode and I'm sure this is what you pull up in some people's records maybe, but the, the desire to have problems and, and fixate on those problems, it's no fault of ours as adults because it happens when we're kids and then it, it just keeps going, right? It's like, somebody gives us a problem or makes something a problem when we're little and then and then that's the story we create and we and we just keep going and also like the constructs of how we grow up and so when we become adults we're we're looking for anything like you said to feed that subconscious story that says like oh I'll get more attention if I have this problem or maybe somebody will love me a bit more if I seem like I am hurt and need more loving And so I think this is really good because it circles back to the beginning where you talked about um, people being, um, you know, driven by their subconscious mind versus talking um, to their higher self or with their higher self. And so are you able to share a little bit about what is that difference or how do you support people to recognize, is this my subconscious programming saying this to me, or is this my higher self? You know, if somebody's coming up, like, is this my intuition telling me not to do this? Or is this fear? Like, how, how do you differentiate those two and, or how do you support people to say, no, that's, that's a story you're telling yourself, your higher self actually wants this. Right. Uh, well, there's a few, a few things that I, that I sort of track when I'm in conversation with people. Number one is your higher self is always like an easy way to define it is your higher self is always looking for love and subconscious mind primarily focuses on fear. So am I making my choice point based out of fear? or Am I making my choice point based out of love? That's just an easy way to distinguish between the two. The second is that both of those, your subconscious mind and your higher self, they're, they're a part of your team, which means when your subconscious mind is in health, it is the, caretaker of this body it makes sure that we don't run out in traffic it makes sure that we eat that we sleep that we have good hygiene that we exercise the subconscious mind in health is very serving to our human form it's necessary for our survival and we forget that because we give it a stigma of um putting us in chains and holding us back and keeping us down that's not actually how it works And the second piece is that, yes, the higher self, your soul, it it chooses to incarnate because it wants to grow and expand. So that's its purpose is to grow and expand. Now, these two are never going to get along. 
Mm. And we somehow start to convince ourselves that there's a way that the two of them can get, they don't get along. So when I'm in conversation with someone, all I say is, you will be able to argue me out of the choice point that I'm sharing with you right now. Because your resistance has been doing this for so long, it has way more power than I do in this moment. So where we're going to go is I'm just simply flipping it back on the individual and saying in this moment, who do you want to listen to? Hmm. Both of these people are sitting beside you right now, your higher self and your subconscious mind, and you get to choose who gets to sit beside you in the driver's seat. And if your subconscious mind has been sitting there for the last 42 years, telling you that you can't do this and you can't do that, and you're not worthy, nobody cares, why would you think that? Nobody's going to like the thing that you want to create. You can ask them to go and sit in the back seat and play with their Legos. Yeah. And your, your queenly sovereign self is going to come and sit next to you in the passenger seat. And wow, what do you, what do you have to share with me? Cause I, I haven't heard you speak in 42 years. What would you like? Who are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's what it comes down to for me because I don't have the time to sit and argue with people's subconscious mind, nor am I, and it's not that I don't have the time, like I'm so busy. It's, I'm never going to win that fight. Right. So let's just identify who wants to have the driver's seat with you. And if you're going to work with me, I'm working with your higher self. Your resistance gets to be there, always gets to be there, but we're constantly choosing what, who we're listening to in the moment. Absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. And I think that this is a great segue into, I would love to hear your take on what does a journey with you look like into going into somebody's Akashic records? Because I've had a few different people on this show. Um, and I did share this with Heather previously before coming on and recording that uh, I was like, I have a somewhat understanding what Akashic records are, but truly it was like the, I never heard the term until about a year ago. And then I feel like it's popping up everywhere. And I've talked to a few different people and kind of like similar and some differences. And I've also heard like, you are really gifted and skilled in this area. Um, so I'm excited to hear what does a client journey with you look like? So I come to you, I'm like, Heather, you work with my higher self. What the heck is an Akashic record? How, where are we going? What does that look like? Yeah. Can you describe that for people who are listening? Because we, we want to send people to go on that journey with you, with their higher selves, with you. Let me first share a little bit about what the Akashic records are, and then I'll just share the different pathways that people have explored when they work with me. Yeah, please. So each of us has um, a signature GPS signal that the universe identifies us by. We all have our own little signal. This is an easy way to comprehend it. It's a GPS signal. So the same way that you can dial your phone and you're going to talk to your mom or your boyfriend or your kids or you can send an email and trust that it's gonna go through all that stuff in the ethers and somehow arrive in your inbox, right? Same way that you can push a button on a remote and it turns on a TV. So there's this way that things communicate that isn't always attached to a physical like telephone wire, right? Mm -hmm. The same is true with our own soul. We have our own GPS signal. So the Akashic Records is a vibrational frequency 
that holds the resonance of everything conscious. So it's part of the quantum field as well. Those of you that are more aligned with quantum physics, this, this works with quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And every soul has a GPS frequency that contains the information of all of your past lives, all of your parallel universes, all of your thoughts, deeds, and actions. It's, it's a vibrational frequency. So when I'm doing an Akashic record session with someone, I'm literally like, you, you can think of it as like dialing the radio station, an old school radio station into the frequency of your soul and information starts to come through. Now for me, when I work with the Akashic records, I primarily work with supporting people and identifying what their soul's purpose is in this lifetime. So the information that comes through when I'm working in the records with someone is 99% of the time supporting that. Now, there's other people that work with the Akasha records. They work mostly with past life regression, meaning they're going to go into past lives to give you information as to why something is happening in this lifetime based on a past lifetime, right? Other people, I know a woman who's currently working um, that trained with me she, when she's done her training, she's a a counselor um, with grief and trauma. So she's going to be adding the Akashic records to support the understanding of where the root of the grief and the trauma comes from with the clients that she works with to help to clear that out a little bit more fully. And other people, it's much more light. Other people work with the Akashic records where they're going to share with you lifetimes that you've had on other star planets. Um, they might share with you. I know someone that uses the Akashic records to sell houses, right? They clear the, um, the, the frequency that's in the house and the house sells faster. So they use the Akashic records to cleanse the land because earth is, is a part of consciousness. So there's, there's an Akashic record on land, on buildings, on time and history. It goes on and on and on. on so that's sort of, businesses. what's that? On people's businesses. And on people's businesses. Yeah. So I go into my personal records on a regular basis, but I also go into my business. Now I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the only employee in my business, but my business has its own consciousness mm-hmm. and it's different from, um, the personal Heather. So I, I, I will either open just my business or I'll open my own records and my business records at the same time so that they can communicate with each other a little bit better. Because what I want to do and what my business wants to do sometimes isn't the same thing. So they need to like connect a little bit more, right? Yeah, I think that I love that you just said that. And I I hope that, you know, people that are listening, like I mentioned earlier, I know a lot of you are entrepreneurs and to really take that away that you are not your business Hmm. and it is separate from you. And it, you know, we can often treat our businesses like our babies, you know, right now, my aligned purpose is two years old. We kind of feel like we've got a toddler running around. It's like our business wants to do this. And we're like, huh, you know, can you just hold on and stay over here? And like when our business was brand new, it's like, we had to do everything for it. When I say weeks, there's Kayla and I, it was like, we wore every hat, right. And as somebody's business matures and gets older, it's, it's much like a child. It's like, it, it can kind of run a bit more on its own. Right. Um, and so, yeah, thinking about like, what is your relationship in, um, in your business, but like, and also separate, who are you Heather without your business? You know, you're, you're still you, you're worthy, you're enough. This just gets to be something fun that is part of your purpose right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and it's great that you just took the time to, to point that out a little bit more um, further, because that is a key point with a lot of people is that they, they think it's one and the same. Mm -hmm. So then a typical journey would be usually, um, so someone will hear of me either through a podcast such as yours, um, and they get a little bit of curiosity and they'll go to my website. And some people just start with, there's a, a spiritual reset. It's a seven day journey that people can sign up for on my homepage. It's free. And that's just a beautiful way to get a little bit more of an experience of me, but also to give you tips and tricks to pull from the periphery of the distraction and come into your center a little bit more fully. So some people start there and others are compelled to book an Akashic session right away. So that's, that's a big way that people start to access me. And then through their Akashic session, they either get information on their soul and they can run with it and they're good. All they need is a session. Other people um, get information on their soul and there's a lot that comes up and they are looking for some guidance and some support to create boundaries, to be a little bit more consistent with their meditation so they can be talking with their soul more fully. Um, they wanna be working with intention and they need to be making resistance their ally, not their enemy. So that's where I'll lead them into my Unlocking You program. And that's a three month long mentorship program that we work together either privately or in group. And from there, some people are very complete. They're, they do that program and they, and they feel satiated. Um, others through that program realize that they wanna be working with consciousness more fully. So then they'll move into an Akashic training with me, but you don't have to do the Unlocking You in order to do the Akashic training, but that's sometimes a route that people will go. And others, from the Unlocking You, they, they want to self-design um, another three-month or four-month-long program with me, and we just call it Expanding You. And that's where people just really, they get to put their own input. I wanna do A, B, C, and D. This is where I wanna be. And we just work together to, to manifest um, whatever it is that they wanna be desiring and creating for themselves. So each of the programs are independent, but they also build with each other. And then another one that, I'm, that I'll have coming in the fall, just because I work with a lot of light workers, energy healers, people that are in the spiritual realm, is I'm gonna be offering a program on um, the spirituality or, or business as a spiritual practice. Mm. And so how can we start to heal those money wounds and charge accordingly and set ourselves up so that we can support ourselves more fully with our businesses and still be doing what we love. Mm, so needed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. I love the client journey. And I love that there's like a, a place for people to dip their toes to say, who is Heather? How can I know, love and trust her? Okay. Well, I've got this seven day opportunity that I can check out. And, and then from there, there's a few different avenues. So I think that's really great. And for everybody who's listening, if you're like, ah, oh, I need to go back and rehear all of that. And we'll have everything linked into the show notes um, of how you can find Heather and work with Heather and what that looks like. Um, so don't worry about that. You can, everything will be clickable in the show notes. Heather, I would love to know, there's two questions that I ask everybody on the show. And the first one is, what do you feel like is your, your purpose in this season of life? Um, my purpose with people is to support the empowerment to align and arise. Mm. That would be my purpose with others. My purpose with self is to not get 
swayed by the distraction. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, to just stay in integrity and authenticity and honesty within myself, regardless of if I got one person cheering in my corner or no people cheering in my corner. Yeah, that's fundamental mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And okay. And then the second part to the question is how do you know when you are in alignment with your purpose? There's ease. Life is easeful. Um, I can see abundance clearly. I feel connected to consciousness. Uh, and when any of those is off, that's where I need to come in and reset because it is meant to be easy. It is meant to be easeful. Easeful doesn't mean comfortable. It can oftentimes be uncomfortable for me, but when I'm in alignment with myself, uh, it, yeah, easefulness, that's, that's the biggest word there. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. I love that you said that. Cause yeah, it's, there's, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. So ease doesn't mean comfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good uh, what is feeling uh, like easeful right now for you? Um, if anything, maybe things feel challenging right now, but it, no, it, I'd say just the ability to, because I have many different hats. So I'm a mom of three. I work semi full time, like 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And my husband works out of town and I like my, my time to myself. And I think prior to this age and stage in life, I was just changing hats all day long. Mm -hmm. And what's feeling most easeful for me right now is that on the outside, the things that I do appear very different, but deep in their center, they're all the same. They're all working with the same frequency. So what feels easeful is when I allow consciousness to breathe through my whole day it's there when I'm with my kids. It's there when I'm with my clients or having sessions with lovely people like you. And it's there in my conversation with people I don't like. And it, that to me is the most easeful is the recognition that this current is always available to me. It's, it's me that wants to turn it off or turn it on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Mm. How okay. about you? Can I flip that back to you before we go? Yeah. What's feeling uh, easeful right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say my like family dynamic. Um, so I have a like extremely amazing, loving, supportive partner and we're getting married in August Aww. and he came into my life just about a year and a half ago, like fall of 2020 and um, together we've got two dogs. Um, so we have my dog Bella that I've had for 11 years and then him and I together um, got a puppy. So we have a one-year-old puppy and we were just away in Mexico for a week last week. And I really needed to get out of the like gray skies here in BC and you know the pandemic we haven't been able to travel. And so it was finally like, okay, get me on a plane and get me to some vitamin D is what I really, really thought I wanted. And because I've traveled a lot pre-pandemic. And so while we had a very amazing vacation together, him and I, uh, 
we got home and I was like, oh, I'm so grateful to have a home that I love coming home to and our two dogs and our cozy bed and drinking water from the tap and organic, healthy food. And I was just like, wow, we were so abundant to have this little home and life that we have. So that's feeling really at ease and flow right now. Oh, good for you. That's beautiful. Yeah. Simplicity, like the, the joy in the little things really does have a big profound impact. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing that more and more as I pass through a new solar cycle every year, I'm like, oh yes, it's the simplicity. That is what I really love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heather, I want to say thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing so candidly, like how you got to be here and what it looks like to work with you and the journey that you've been on. And I love how you articulate things. And it's been, you know, this will be one of those podcasts where I get off and I go say to Kayla, oh my God, I can't wait for you to listen to the podcast with Heather and I was so good. Um, So yeah, it was really, really fun and enjoyable. And can you just verbally, so uh, if people don't head to the show notes, they can just hear like, where do they find you? Yeah, very simple. My name, Heather Ivany. So H-E-A-T-H-E-R-I-V-A-N-Y.com, C-O-M. That's my webpage. Most things are, everything's on there. And then the social media that I use the most is Instagram. And my handle there is just Heather underscore Ivany. So very simple to find me there as well. Um, Yeah, so I'd love to connect and engage um, with any of your listeners that feel compelled. But aside from that, your your energy is beautiful. It's an honor to be on your podcast and to share some, some time with you today. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to hearing what people take away from today's episode. And I know that you will take something away. So please make sure you reach out to Heather and let her know what resonated with you. What really spoke to you? What was like the, ah, I need to connect with her moment. Uh, Make sure you let her know that. I think it's always so valuable when people can hear how their stories have impacted others. And so, yes, thank you, Heather. This has been a pleasure and I look forward to staying connected. Likewise.